Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. It's that time of the week. It's the Happy Half Hour podcast with your friends Will, Darren, Kristen, and producer Matt. Guys, first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the food eating is about to commence tomorrow, but we got a little podcasting to do before that. It's all about the work here at the Happy <laughs> Half Hour. We got to get, get this thing in on Wednesday. I had to do the push-ups last night in order to make way for all the food that's coming are you the kind of person that's like all right just one set and then i'm good to go like are you are I you did doing two. them i did two two but i'm push-ups? saying two sets oh but i'm saying are you are are you now set for thanksgiving you're like all no, right i'll, I'll two do sets some more today 20, two i'll set- do some more today what are the sets what's the number well so it was dumbbells really i was exaggerating it wasn't push-ups it was, Why would you lie about that? I don't know. <laughs> Push-ups sounded better, and now I'm having to explain it. I mean, it was, yeah, so it was dumbbells, it was flies, it was like Well, I'm an up, investigative was, journalist. Yeah. You're not getting yeah, away I know. from that. It was, it was like whatever, the, the crunches with the, yeah, the weight yeah. that you're twisting, you know, all those things. First happy half-hour podcast uh, poll of the week. Who wins a push-up contest? Phil Snow, 65-year-old defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, or Young Will? One hundred percent Phil Snow. Phil Snow, and that's not. I'm not even going to try. That is by no means meant to to count Will out. I have seen Coach Snow though um, at a at an away game in the team hotel. One morning, I had to get up like really early to print something off. It might have been our preseason game. I had to get up really early to print something off, like six a.m. And I walk past the gym, and he's doing planks. Mm-hmm. And then yep. he's talking to me. He's like, "Hey, how's it going? You know, having a good morning." He had been up for hours. He was holding a plank. It, way longer than I ever could have, and so I just I would give it to Phil Snow over. I'd give it to Phil Snow over Hassan Reddick, maybe. Like that's that's OMS. That's what we call OMS, right? Old man's strength. There it is. <laughs> you could say it. I'm not saying it. <laughs> uh, all right. So aside from Will's new Thanksgiving related exercise routine, we got some stuff to talk about this week. Let's talk about um, Sunday's game, the return of Cam Newton. It was kind of a roller coaster, guys. Right? I mean, the, from from the atmosphere, the beginning, the game went back and forth, and ultimately Washington came away with the win. Darren, what do you think in in five, ten years? You know, you like to pull your your clips. Yeah. Um, what do you think if you're going to look back on this game and look at the articles that you wrote and say, oh gosh, the 
Return of Cam Newton, what do you think you're going to remember the most? Well, you know, I always say in reference to music concerts, I was if any, if you're ever wondering, should I go do this or should I always go see the show? Always go see the show. And Sunday was the show. I mean, you got Matt Rule said the other week he didn't want Cam light. He wanted the full Cam. Well, that's what everybody in the building got. I mean, from the pregame warm-ups, and he's doing his thing with the arms outstretched as he runs through the field, mm-hmm. the entrance, the smoke, the people coming unglued. There were more people in this building for pregame introductions than I've seen in a long, long time. And they were here to see that guy, and that guy didn't disappoint. I mean, he put on the show, and he looked like, you know, we don't know. I've, I've said throughout this thing, I don't know how it's going to end. Uh, I don't know how it's going to unfold. I don't know how well he's going to be able to keep himself together and keep looking like Cam Newton. But and again, right, Darren, I say, how dare you yeah, not know? I know. <laughs> That's all. But right now, that dude can play. Yeah. And, you know, in addition to the show and in addition to the showmanship, he's doing pretty good with the limited amount of football he's got to work with. And, and, and he's I've, out there probably knowing 25% of the playbook at the moment or 25% of the game plan, maybe. But a, a limited amount at any rate. And he was able to go out and throw a couple touchdown passes. The pass to Christian was just mm-hmm. an adult NFL quarterback pass. And, oh, by the way, ran for a touchdown, too, and, you know, just out there doing cam stuff. That is That pass, I was breaking down film with, with Thomas Davis for a t, uh, TV Ooh. segment yesterday, and we looked at that one. That's one of those passes that you go, those are two guys who are really great at their job. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know when you see that, like, veteran quarterback pass to either, you know, a running back yeah. or a wide receiver on TV, like Sunday Night Football game, do you know what I mean? Like, you see Aaron Rodgers pass it to someone. You see Tom Brady to Gronk, and you're like, those are two professionals who know exactly what they're doing and have a ton of chemistry, and it's just it's Jeff's kiss, you it, know? It almost felt like one of those, oh, no, 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 oh, yes sort of moments for me, just based on, the, based on what we've seen for a while, and then to see that, and the ball comes out, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of defenders around this guy, and oh, my gosh, that he was a perfect He placed it pass. exactly yeah. where it should have gone, you know, yeah. a little bit behind him to get him out of that traffic. It was great. Will, what do you think you're going to remember? Obviously, I think the the, the pregame, the the crowd, you know, the, the way the city felt leading up to it, you know, all of that stuff, you know, everything online about how fans felt. But at the same time, I also... I'm not sure that I'm willing to make that game a referendum on everything. Oh yeah. You know, I for me it felt like just a really exciting good football game. But I think in the, I guess my point being I don't think it's a referendum at all, but I guess my point being in 10 years whatever happens, like Darren said we don't know the ending, Cam's return mm-hmm. to Bank of America Stadium will be something that you'll probably get asked about in 10 years and yeah. Darren will probably get asked about and I'll probably get asked about. Right, I I think it I think it goes down alongside, and I was going to post these three pictures kind of side by side with each other, but it goes down alongside the Buffalo game of 2017, mm. the Jacksonville game of 2019, and none of those had anything to do with what happened in the game. No one quite remembers what the final score was or who really won, but that was the time that Julius Peppers came back to Carolina, and he said later that he was nervous running out of the tunnel because he didn't know what people were going to do. He didn't know whether he'd be welcome back. And, of course, he absolutely was. Absolutely was. Yeah. And then the moment when Steve Smith at halftime took off his shirt and there's his jersey one last time, 89. 
and just all of the moments of. Are you trying of, to make me cry? It, <laughs> oh, it's early yet. It's, it's early hormonal yet. as it but, is. You know, the, but those come are on. those are the things. You know, who cares what the score was? You know, in ten years, you're going to remember the the way that this organization, the way that this fan base, yeah. this team, they welcomed their guys back, and they were back in the fold, and they were you know back a part of our hearts and who we are. Yeah. I think I'll remember. I, I'm very lucky that I can go into the tunnel um, pregame, watch the players come out, and I always try to get in there to see what the mood is like. There are games that you wouldn't think everyone would be hyped up, and everyone is hyped up. There are games where they are they look laser focused, and so doing radio sideline, it's always good to see you know who's talking to each other. There was a lot of stuff early on in the season about Sam and Robbie, and if you see them in the tunnel, they're giving each other hugs and secret handshakes. It's not mm. you know there was no lack of chemistry or friendship from them off the field. So little things like that. I'm very lucky to get to go in there and see kind of where everyone's mind is at before the game starts. But I think that I'll remember seeing that tunnel mm-hmm. and and seeing that, you know, as I've never worked here for a cam gamer or really that anyone from that old regime, right? So I got here around the same time as this new staff and a lot of the new players. So it was really cool for me to to get to see what that looks like for so many years and get to see you know, they have some exclusive fan spots in there. But also see what, what Cam's mentality was, how the team um, really kind of put that energy out as well. So I think I'll, rem- yeah. I'll remember that because it's a, it's a view that very few people get to see. Mm-hmm. So I feel very lucky for that. Yeah, and, and I think in time, you know, people will forget, to Will's point, you know, five years from now, people will forget that was the day the Carolina Panthers stopped being good at defense for a day. And, you know, some of those details will fade, but they will remember what he looked like, what, you know, how they felt. I mean, again, it was just a a scene you want to be a part of. And I think, you know, that's one of the things about Cam. There was this overarching concern of, can he be a Matt Rule guy? And uh, it was reasonable. I mean, Matt was trying to install a program and a certain ethos and, you know, what he calls the brand. And, you know, a lot of people, I think it was fair to wonder if Cam was going to fit in. But I think the neat thing to me in talking to guys around the team, talking to coaches about the way he approached it is Cam's bought in. He's mm-hmm. trying to be a part of this. He he's keeps saying it's about winning, it's not about me, it's not about all this other stuff. And the coaches who are working with him after hours – and he's spending a lot of those, you know, when everybody else is out of the building, he's coming back in kind of hours to try to pick this thing up. I mean, he is invested in this thing. So that's what, to me, regardless of all the other stuff, makes these last six games of the season fascinating because you don't know how it's going to unfold. And it could be way over here and it could be way over here on one end of the spectrum or the other. But it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's always what you want, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in keeping, Darren, with that theme um, of the actual football, that's what Matt yeah. Rule says. If you focus on the the show or the energy that he's bringing, I think we're allowed to for a few minutes wax poetic about about the uh, the return. But he said, you know, if you, if you focus on all that stuff, then you kind of are undermining what Cam actually right. is doing, right, on the football side. And as we said, I – think we all thought he looked very good for for the limited amount of time 10 days um that he's been in the building thought you know his throwing motion looked good of course we know he can run it um so but let's talk about the actual game as you said Darren um the defense 
how did you put it? Forgot how to be good for a day <laughs> yeah, or play we, football or everybody something? Everybody like forgot they were good at defense <laughs> for a moment. And and that's what made it so peculiar because defense has the, been so good right, every single game. That's been the whole <laughs> yeah. point. The thing you trust went away and the thing you've been unsure about all year was suddenly all right, we're we're not worried about that. Yeah, 21 points, that's good. And and most weeks you know, you stake Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers to 21 points, and I think they'd take that bargain. I think most weeks they'd say, yeah, we'll sign our names for that right now. Um, but it was just weird. And part of it is, you know, I go back and I, I hear the voice of John Fox. He's like the ghost of Christmas past in my <laughs> head. But I hear John Fox saying, the other team practices too. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Heineke came in and had a day. And Terry McLaurin came in and had a day, and mm-hmm. Ron Rivera came in and had a day. And But it wasn't that, oh, my God, these guys are terrible at their jobs. It was just, dang, look at look at Taylor Heineke. I didn't know he had that in him. And he's had it in him a couple weeks in a row now. He's beaten Tom Brady, and he's mm-hmm. beaten the Carolina Panthers on the road. So, I, yeah, good for him. I, um, again, we do this film breakdown with, with Thomas Davis every single week. And we were looking at Washington last week. He was like scouting the opponent, picked a couple plays, and he picked this. Um, he picked some plays from the Washington football team versus the Bucks game because that's what they had just come off of that big win. And it was like a Taylor Heineke dime. Like it yeah. was just a great. And he said, and I just I didn't think that we'd be hearing this, but he was so right. He was like, don't don't let Taylor Heineke, you know, get comfortable. Have mm-hmm. time. Like yeah. he's gonna. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be good. And you cannot give him time. You have to get pressure on him. And, like, in the moment, I was like, well, yeah, in that one game. Yeah, in that game. Okay, sure. Yeah. You know, but Thomas played with him, and mm-hmm. we saw what he could do in the second half against the Panthers uh, last year. And, I mean, it's just it, he's really having quite I, I always felt a, like a stretch. If, if yeah. he could stay healthy. If yeah. he could avoid getting hit really hard over and over and over again, which he's a he great, did on Sunday, he's a great quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think he he really can be an NFL starting caliber, like a guy mm-hmm. in this league. Uh, and I think that it was always just that he couldn't stay on the field. I mean, that one, the one game he started in twenty nineteen, uh, for or twenty eighteen at the end of that season for Carolina, like he got hit so many times, he had like he couldn't get out of his shoulder pads. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the game, he couldn't move his his arm. Um, yeah, I mean it. it and and give credit to to that running scheme too. I mean the way that they they moved left and right, the way that they had you know the play action like the bootleg reverses or like the bootlegs for Heineke on fourth down when there's yeah. nobody on. I mean that was like a a cam run back in the day. Oh boy! And when he and when he scrambled for the first <laughs> down and, cam. Pop, and yeah. popped up and yeah, did, the did the first oh, down, and it was like the oh sass. he's just stunting on you now. That's not good. So, Darren, we all know it's a combination of of everything, right? There's yeah. there's usually not just one thing that leads to a performance like that. But if you had to say between, you know, the other side just schemed better, played yeah. better, it was the matchup, it was the coaching, it was the miscommunication. Where where would you be worried about, or are you just like, look, it was a it was a day that they had. They were allowed one game. I'm not worried about it. We'll see this normal defense back in Miami. Yeah, well, the big flashing red light now for the Carolina Panthers is run defense. And, yeah. you know, in the six losses, they're giving up 163 a game. In the five wins, it's 54 or 50, something. Yeah, 56. And it was 56. a huge deal last year. Now, granted, they've added, they added a ton of pieces. This defense yeah. does not look the same. But they've improved in so many categories. There was almost like there was no holdover at first from right. last year's issues, the third down, the run defense, and we're starting to see – 
a little bit of it reemerge. Yeah, and listen, the book's out. It, it, people around the league know, the Dolphins know, everybody on the schedule coming down the stretch knows. You want to run on the Carolina Panthers? Put big people on the field. And, and lean on them a little bit and muscle them up. And, you know, until it's one of those things, people are going to punch you until you make them stop punching you. And, you know, we'll see what Miami's able to do. I don't know that they're built to um, necessarily go off that platform the way other teams are, but Dallas, Minnesota, New England, Washington kind of all got after them, you know, with different runs but with the same philosophy. And it's, we're going to muscle you up, and we're going to lean on you until you push back. And, and they didn't in those games. I believe, you know, they everybody talks about, and it's one of those coach cliches, but it also happens to be true, you can, to stop the run, all 11 dudes have to be in the right spot. Yep. And it almost doesn't matter which 11, but they've all got to be in the right spot. All the spots get accounted for. But if a guy gets knocked off his feet, if a guy's not where he's supposed to be, that creates a lane and it makes everybody look like mm-hmm. idiots. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you know, listening to Hassan Reddick on Monday, basically saying, we can't be friends now. We've got to point fingers at dudes and say, you're in the wrong spot. You've got to tighten this up. You've got to be better. You know, all that talk about accountability – it, it would surprise me if they didn't get some people's attention with some of that this week. And so we'll see what it looks like on Sunday in Miami. But it's it's definitely the thing you've got to worry about with that defense right now because we know they can cover. We know they can play man. We know they've got enough corners to match up with mm-hmm. anybody in a passing game. It's the number one pass defense in the NFL. We know they can rush passers and get sacks. Hassan and Brian have been playing well. What they've got to do is fix the stuff up the middle, and until they do, it's going to be a little suspect. I mean, obviously, all the all the numbers that are all contained in in all the things that that Darren just said for sure, and, and I think that they they've got to do it early, and mm-hmm. they've got to they've got to get people off that trajectory. It's so easy to shut down a run game in the first half mm-hmm. because if you if you allow a team to kind of get some life and to get going in the first half a little bit. They feel more and more able to do that, especially if the game's close, you know, in the second half. And I think that's what you saw against Arizona. Like, Arizona could have run way more in the second half, but they couldn't because of the way that that avalanche just came at them. And then it became a whole lot easier for that defense. That defense was just sitting back at at that point because of the way Arizona had to play. So I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, the offense got to continue to do what they're doing, which Mm -hmm. is score early, be, be efficient you know, Carolina, after that beginning, they couldn't convert on third down. And all of a sudden, you kind of start letting Washington. There were a lot of three and outs. Yeah, you start letting yeah. Washington get after the ball the right touchdown. back. And then here's a play to McLaurin. And then all of a sudden, now they're on the plus side of the 50. And now they can run a little bit. And, you know, that that's kind of that's kind of how that game started to go. And against Miami, they've only averaged 77.3 rush yards a game. They're not good statistically at running the ball. Doesn't mean they can't. And doesn't mean they won't try, but over the course of a season, they haven't been good at this. It's been Tua, and Tua right now is playing like some of his best ball, like eighty-one point eight percent completion rating. I'm just doing my stats of the week now. This <laughs> yeah, point. absolutely. Like, let's be real. I mean, last week eighty-one point eight percent. Like that is really, really pretty, high. Pretty good for a guy that. You know, let's be real. There's been a lot of question marks around. Yeah. You know, in the league, in the media, absolutely. Is Tua the guy? Can he be the guy? I don't know that. He will be the guy forever, but right now he's playing winning football. Mm-hmm. So this matchup, it's fair to say, against Miami, 
the week before the bye week is set up so that Carolina can get right. If they if they do the things that they are capable of doing and execute, feels like a, a favorable game to go into feeling pretty good about um, before the bye week, right? I'm, should I be knocking on something? I, I mean, the yeah. way Darren's and if it and if it doesn't work out that way, it's not our it's fault. It's not our no. fault. <laughs> but you feel like you want that term get right. It it feels like it's been on the other sideline a lot this year. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. Giants kind of got right against the Panthers in a way. Eagles like certainly did. The Eagles did. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now I mean, all of a sudden they don't look so bad. Right. There's there That's kind of been happening to Carolina. I'd like to see that go the other direction. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to have a get right and just put it into somebody on the other sideline. And it, and again, it would be great to have right before this bye week. This is one of the latest bye weeks in the NFL, right? It's mm-hmm. the Or the latest, yep. but there are some other teams that also share this right. bye week. I have to look at Will just to make sure. I'm like, week, thir- <laughs> week 13, right? It's or- been a long time <laughs> yeah. since those dudes have had a Sunday off. Yeah. Slash yeah. us had a Sunday off. <laughs> yeah, and really, us. we're the story Not here. About yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this game in Miami. Um, it will be the first game that I'm not traveling to, which yeah. is a little a little sad for me. They, yes, they they uh, put me on the no fly list. When you get to a certain point in your pregnancy, you can't be too far from your hospital. So um, it'll be interesting, you know, to to be watching it on TV rather than being there. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing it in whatever capacity that is. Yeah. It's not going to be the same without you, Kristen. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, let's talk about Thanksgiving really quick before we yeah. go. All right. Yes. What is, uh, we just need definitive answers here. I, I know that everyone does this on podcasts right around this time, but, you know, it's, I love Thanksgiving yeah, food. Fun. I set the agenda. I'm going to do it anyway. What is the best Thanksgiving side right now, Will Bryan? I, I actually kind of like stuffing. Kind of like stuffing is not a definitive. This is the best side yeah, ever. Because I mean, it's 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 macaroni, macaroni. But everyone's like, oh, macaroni and cheese. You have that all the time. Like I still like it the best. Like I enjoy that part of my meal the most. Uh-huh. But I I think stuffing is unique to Thanksgiving, and I think it's that of it's a very versatile side. Do you go? Is it in the bird or out of the bird? In I, your, I, in your it's, family, it's out. It's yes. out. But I think that it it's a it can be a meal. On Saturday. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, and I, I like that it, there's some versatility to it. High starch content, savory. It carries a lot of weight, literally. In yeah. yeah. On your plate, yep. just yeah. it's weighed down on that and side. And also among my people, when it's not inside the bird, it's dressing. <laughs> you, among you, my people. you make it in the in the pan, in the big sheet pan. Yeah. But, uh, well, I have a, know. my dad's family is from up north and my mom's family is from down south. So I got two different Thanksgivings when I was oh. growing up. So, of course... Down here, it's definitely not in the bird, but my my Massachusetts grandmother, it was going in the bird. Is yeah. it bad that I call it stuffing when it's not in the bird? We call no, it stuffing I, anyway. We're it's it's Thanksgiving. We're all in a pretty good mood. Darren so is we're totally not, judging yeah, you. Absolutely, <laughs> Darren, no question. What's but the best side? I like. This is going to be a long answer. Surprise. <laughs> um, I, I already love it. I like the contrast between sweet savory, mm-hmm. salty. You know, otherwise. So on my plate, I mean my plate looks very colorful when I get there because you need my sister-in-law makes this crazy wild rice thing that's full of sausage and green peppers and cream of something soup Sounds delicious. Um, and you sit that next to the coleslaw and you put the stuffing or the dressing <laughs> next to the cranberry 
and out of the can's fine with me. I mm-hmm. mean, I even cut it halfway long ways and then <laughs> slice it so you get little half moon shapes. And that just makes it a little more festive rather than just the tube straight coming out of the can. But uh, I need that contrast on my plate. I need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So Darren's answer is every side. Right. Yes, all the sides. That's not an answer. The turkey doesn't, I mean, the turkey is there and the turkey's a component, but I, I like creating the plate. And there's probably years worth of pictures in my phone of a plate of Thanksgiving that's just eight different colors. Tomorrow, will you send us the perfect plate arrangement? I'll do my or best. Or whenever we do, see yeah, you, yes. You yes, don't have to stop I, what you're doing. And, I will you know. try to, I always try to put that together. Yeah. <laughs> you eat You eat with your eyes. I wish you could see so, Darren's face right now. He's so proud I'm of so this happy. Thanksgiving plate. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to go with something that I, you know, I thought might have been mentioned by now. Just sweet potatoes in any form. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take it as a casserole. I'll take it, you know, a half of a sweet potato. I just think it's it's like it's like putting a bit of dessert on your yeah. plate a few it's minutes early. early. Oh, it's the best. Matt, what about you? Probably cinnamon glazed honey baked ham. That's that's mm-hmm. like my tradition one. in my family. Yeah. So that's like the one uh, twice a year Damn. I get it, and this is the first of two. So I'm excited. It's what, really Thanksgiving good. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yep. Got it. All right, and then finally, best Thanksgiving dessert. I mean, it's I mean it's it's I don't even like pumpkin pie all that much but you gotta eat a piece yeah. on thanksgiving because gosh darn it it's thanksgiving yeah i i always like to go with very thin slices of mini pies same that's yes. kind of we my have a strategy. huge family yeah. and the dessert table is a separate table than the food table and it's almost as laden down and you could really you want to talk about putting together right. a plate you could really put together a regular plate at at my family's Thanksgiving, and then you put together your own dessert plate, like mm-hmm. full-size plate, if you want to sample everything. Yeah, apple, pecan, pumpkin, all kind of right in there together. Yeah, I, I I, don't really, I'm not a huge pie person. Like, I'll do... Who hurt you? I know. <laughs> the, old, here, the quick explanation is that, so when you grow up, and there's always like the kids' generation of Thanksgiving, so like I never grew out of that that dessert, so it was always Which like... Which is what? Like brownies, chocolate brownies, and lemon squares and apple pie. So, like, I didn't get to, like, the mature adult pies, you know, like pumpkin pie and, you know, all the other types. The kind of of pies that go with bourbon. Yes. I will eat eat pecans just like a, a here's a nut, but I don't like pecan pie. At what age is it appropriate to eat pecan pie? At any age. At any age. Well, you said you have to be older, so I'm curious where's yeah, the cutoff. Yeah, was the table too tall for you? No, I, I, I think some people like just have more mature taste? palates, okay. and mm-hmm. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> There's still hope. <laughs> There's still hope. It's self-awareness, though. But if you're not eating pecan pie or pecan pie, I mean, that's a few less push-ups for you, <laughs> Well, which is I'm, good. I'm filling it with curls. chocolate brownies. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I know you wanted to end with something... Um, a little different, right? Yeah, so I, if you read, you know, we're going to start with a plug. If you read Darren's mailbag on Panthers.com, first of all, we're getting everyone here shirts, I'm, obviously. I'm, I yeah. just, I everyone did. Everyone needs a shirt. I did send a uh, a very thinly veiled <laughs> yeah. message to Darren on that Twitter. Public, publicly. Yeah, it, was just, it could not have been more obvious. <laughs> that was just an overt request. The, uh, the shirts are awesome, and they say friend of the mailbag, and I just 
was reminding Darren that I am indeed a friend of the mailbag. So yes, that's you, all I'm saying. You guys are all OG friends of the mailbag. Us Absolutely. Scott Fitterer, right? Yeah. Scott Scott wants in on it. We've oh, yeah. also had a request from another player who will go nameless who wants to be a part of the community. So we're uh, we're definitely going to have to get some more shirts printed yep. up. He's going to need to submit sure, a question but, uh, in order to get in on this. Yeah, that's I, what uh, I told him. I, I want to guess gotta, after. You ask better yeah. questions if you want to be in FOTM. But, yeah. <laughs> So one of Darren's early on in the mailbag entreaties was for people to obviously to give thanks, but to be with your people. Yeah. And as someone that spent a lot of my life, you know, doing this sports thing in, you know, far flung places away from family, away from loved ones, um, it, it has meant a lot when your people are new people and when they welcome you into their homes. And I just think that you know, this time of year, it's it can be so hard for so many people that just don't quite have someone close or just don't mm-hmm. have uh, what the kind of stereotypical big family is. And, you know, I, I just think it's really important for us to, like, look around at, at our, our universe and our sphere and, and find that person or those people and say, hey, come have a meal, you know, and break bread with me. And I, I think that just means a lot, especially in this day and age. That's really beautiful. But this was Darren's original thought, so I'm just stealing from him. And, I mean, honestly, I mean, this ain't no week to be alone. So invite the strays to your house. (laughs) Having been the stray, it Mm -hmm. matters. It does. does. I I, uh, spent almost 10 years, uh, my now husband and I, away from our families, you know, Mm -hmm. going from Connecticut to L.A. to Chicago, always doing the next sports casting job. And it's funny because we wanted to move back to North Carolina, where both of our families are, to – to be with our families on holidays like this, and last year was the pandemic, and uh, there was a practice and all that, so we we stayed home, just the two of us. Um, and then this year, because I am getting very close to my due date, we are also staying home. But just knowing that our families are there is, uh, you know, even though it maybe hasn't gone exactly the way that we would ideally like it to the last two years, just knowing that our families are there um, is is huge because for so many years... It wasn't, you know, in sports, you typically work on on mm-hmm, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Um, as, as we may be, too. But, you know, as you said, trying to to make time for the people that matter. That's yeah. really, really beautiful. Yeah. Both of you. All right. And every, everybody's got their weird co-worker that nobody really knows what to do I'm with. I'm sitting right here, Darren. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Will, why don't you come over to the house? <laughs> we have adult pie we're going <laughs> to eat after, you know. Oh, this was lovely, guys. We hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you next week on the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.